0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Press Gallery interview, our midweek episode where we interview someone from the political world. My name is Keith Drain. I'm the legislature columnist for the Edmonton Journal. This is our final episode before the holidays, and we have a very good one today because with us is our first federal politician, federal cabinet <laughs> minister, Jeet Sohi, the natural resources minister. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you so much uh, for having me, Keith.
0: Great. Well, I'm glad you're here. We have a lot to ask you and not mm-hmm. much time to do it, so we'll get started. You took over as Natural Resources Minister, I think in July, if I'm yes. not correct. Yeah, so mid-July. I'm not Mid-July. So I'm not sure if that's a uh, a punishment or reward, uh, how you would see it at this point, but how have the first five months gone? Because this is a, uh, this is a position that obviously is priority number one for Albertans.
1: You know, it has been... Uh quite a, I would say, roller coaster over the last uh, uh, number of months. Uh, being new to the portfolio itself is, uh, is challenging uh, and uh, you got to learn uh, a lot of new things. Uh, then out of that, uh, the decision of the federal court related to Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion came on uh, on August 30th. And uh, so we, we have been very, very busy. And uh, I'm glad, actually, I'm glad that I am in charge of this portfolio because of the importance of this uh, uh, portfolio uh, to my province of Alberta, as well as Saskatchewan, but many, many other areas. And uh, uh, and and for the Canadian economy in in general uh, uh oil and gas is one part of the portfolio uh but it's much broader broader than that it's about forestry sector it's about uh, mining it's about uh, all forms of energy from oil and gas to uh, Renewables and all that right so uh, I'm very excited uh, about the opportunities uh, and uh, meeting the challenges that we
0: have you were in Edmonton today, which is uh, Tuesday, uh, to announce uh, some financing, some help for companies that uh, might need a little, uh, little help uh, getting through uh, this difficult time. Um, maybe we'll allow them to keep some jobs uh, and keep afloat. How much is that really needed now? Is this just a, a very short-term solution uh, to a much more complex problem, or is this something that, that companies are desperately telling you they really need right now?
1: So uh, uh, we all understand that uh, Canada's energy sector and uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan's oil and gas sector has been a source of well-paying middle-class jobs for Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Uh, and everyone has benefited from uh, this, uh, uh, this sector. So what we have announced today is... Uh, a support for the struggling sector, uh, support that is necessary uh, for companies to uh, uh, go uh, uh, survive and navigate through these very difficult times. Uh, so the funding from uh, uh, economic, uh, econ- uh, sorry, from Business Development Canada as well as Export uh, Development Canada allows companies to access funding to deal with cash flow issues, Uh, capital cash flow issues or operational. Uh, It allows them to invest into new technologies and part of the funding also allows them to diversify uh, uh, the markets and uh, uh, pay the bills at a time when they are uh, struggling. But having said that the long-term solution to the challenges that we are facing here in Alberta and Saskatchewan is to build the pipeline capacity that is so necessary to get our resources to non-U.S. global markets. Uh, when you look at how dependent we are on the U.S. Uh, for our uh, to sell all the resources, uh, 99% of Alberta's oil is sold to one single customer, which is the United States. They're growing their own energy sources and they're becoming our competitors. If we don't get a pipeline built, to expand our non-U.S. market, we will continue to be in this trouble. The price differential and the money that we're losing is not nothing new, it's not, it's not something new, sorry. It has been existed for, uh, for, last, uh, for a decade or so. We need to change it and that's the challenge that uh, is in front of me and I'm working really, really hard to make sure that we build the pipeline capacity. But having said that also, work is proceeding and Bridge Line 3 is moving forward. We approved that in 2016. It will become operational uh, in uh, fourth quarter of 2019. We'll add 370,000 barrels of new capacity, again, to the US. Uh, We are working with the US administration on moving forward on Keystone XL pipeline. We're providing the necessary support that they may need from us, and we're working very closely with them. That project is very important. But the major investment that we have made demonstrating our commitment to Alberta is the purchase of Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion at a time, had we not done that, that project would not have existed today. So it's very important that uh, we continue to move forward on that project in the right way. Meaningful consultation with the indigenous communities is very important. Fixing the uh, uh, issues around uh, or evaluating the impact of tanker traffic on the marine se- system and coastal community- communities is very important. We need to get this right, and we need to move forward on building or uh, move forward on uh, in the process of that project in in a way that allows us to uh, uh, to deal with the issues that court has identified in their uh, ruling of uh, August thirtieth.
0: The, uh, the fact that the federal government has purchased the Trans Mountain is, is a sort of important context for the next question I'm going to ask, which is, and I'm sure you've been getting this question a lot. There are, there are protests in Alberta, yeah. pro-oil protests, which you, you wouldn't think you'd see in this province. Um, and as you've seen, a lot of the anger at those protests are directed at your government, the prime minister, some, some at you specifically. How fair is that anger?
1: I think the frustration that we are seeing is absolutely justified uh, because um, uh, as I said earlier in my announcement, uh, 50,000 jobs were lost in 2015 in the energy sector and further close to 30 and 35,000 jobs were lost in 2016 and 17. Uh, Alberta's economy in other sectors other than energy is growing new jobs are being created uh, close to 110000 new jobs have been added to the economy since 2015 But the struggle is in the, is in the energy, energy sector that's where we need to focus so i understand the frustration and uh, And that's why today's announcement of $1.6 billion to help struggling businesses to maintain the jobs they have and help them get through these difficult times so they can grow in in the future. But also the $150 million that we are making available through grant funding by investing in new technologies as well as diversification of the oil and gas sector will definitely create more jobs. And that's where we focused on, but the long-term solution is pipeline, building the pipeline capacity necessary.
0: Right. Well, related to that, uh, there was a poll published um, by various media from Angus Reid recently, um, and uh, ranking the popularity of, of various cabinet ministers. You, you finished dead last, <laughs> um, I think probably related to the current situation, but h- how do you feel about that, that you are the most unpopular cabinet minister currently. Well, you
1: know, uh, uh, I was at Infrastructure Canada before this. I think uh, my popularity was uh, 33% more than what it is now, right? So I understand that, uh, uh, the uh, the frustration. But I don't take these things to heart because um, Canadians have expectations. And the Albertans have expectations that we deliver on their behalf, and if we are unable to deliver, then uh, they have every right to uh, uh, express their frustration and and anger. But we are delivering. We are delivering in significant ways. Uh, you know, uh, $8.5 billion of infrastructure investments uh, on top of $4.5 billion purchase of Trans Mountain Pipeline into Alberta's economy that we have pumped into uh, for the last uh, three years, $5 billion through Canada Child Benefit uh, that we are supporting families with low income and middle income uh, 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 incomes. You know, the uh, $230 million that we are investing into Western diversification initiative uh, and uh, investment to cleaning up orphaned oil wells you know all those things uh, are the important steps that we have taken and on top of what we are doing today uh, with investments in of 1.6 billion dollars is uh, is a strong demonstration of our commitment to Alberta's economy
0: Sure, and all of those things are important. Obviously, the focus with most people does does revolve around the pipeline because the, the, so much of the the prosperity here revolves around that. But it's not just the Trans Mountain project that I think people are concerned about. There's also Bill C sixty nine, which has come up a lot. Um, this, of course, for people who have not been following, is is the bill to overhaul how energy projects are are approved in this country. Uh, my understanding is currently the Senate has looked at it, has voted it to send it to a committee. Uh, they will potentially be holding hearings around the country to to look at it, but did not pass it. Uh, you've been a defender of that bill. Are you now willing to say that it should not have been passed in the form that it was passed by Parliament?
1: You know, uh, it is being reviewed at the Senate, and we look forward to the study that the Senate will undertake. And if there are appropriate amendments, we will... Uh, definitely be open to those amendments. But having said that, what we are trying to do with Bill C-69 is fix a system that has been broken. The current system is not serving Alberta workers. It's not serving Alberta's oil and gas industry. It is not serving our communities. We have, tell me a single project that moved forward since 2012 when the environmental regulation was gutted by the previous government, when they took away the ability of the Canadians to participate in a meaningful way in the regulatory process, tell me how many projects have been built since 2012 when they took away the ability for Indigenous people to, uh, you know, uh, participate or environmental protections around water and fish. That those changes have polarized Canadians and created so much opposition to pipelines that we, we are seeing the consequences. So the purpose of Bill C-69 is to fix that. Depoliticize and depolarize and pull Canadians together around a common cause of growing our economy Getting the pipelines built at the same time, making sure they're done in a responsible way, in the safest way, and their impact on community is is reduced, and the issues around spill, coastal communities, protection of the marine uh, uh, marine environment, all all those things are done, and Bill C six actually allows us to do that.
0: Okay, but your fix to the problem and i think we'd all agree that the the previous system uh, has had its challenges but your fix to 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 that system how much is it really fixing it because we have premier notley who's against it we certainly have the opposition leaders here against it a lot of industry a lot of industry leaders are against it they say it goes too far it's actually going to make it much harder to get energy projects approved are they all wrong? Are all of those people wrong? About no,
1: they that? are not. We've been listening to them, and we, we've been engaging with them, and we were dealing with their issues. If you look at the concerns raised by Premier Notley, she was concerned about uh, the downstream emissions being included in Bill C-69. They're not. We told her that Uh, she was concerned about uh, uh, intrusion into uh, uh, provincial areas of responsibility. Bill C-69 doesn't do that. It only focuses on federal Areas of well, response. it sounds when like you're saying she's that.
0: wrong, though. That that sounds like she is wrong. If that's that's your view on it, because she's still opposing it, even after you said those things to her.
1: And we also told her and, uh, and that uh, as long as Alberta has a hard cap on emissions uh, and as long as they comply with the Pan-Canadian Framework on Climate Change, in situ projects, which she's been asking about, would not be on the project list, right? So we've been dealing with those concerns. We have engaged with industry on... Uh, on dealing with their concerns this is this, this this bill was developed with extensive consultation over the last 2 years this is a this bill actually reduces the uh, the timelines for project reviews it clarifies what needs to be done in order to include and what process needs to be in place in order to uh, have a uh, you know more thorough consultation done with impacted uh, communities including indigenous uh, communities. It allows early engagement with all the stakeholders to define the scope of the project. I This is a much better legislation than what we have now. Uh, but one thing that I am, I, I, I think, uh, you know, struggling to understand, the current situation that Alberta is facing is not caused by Bill C-69. Bill C-69 is not even in effect yet, right? This situation is caused by the Uh, the failure of governments over the last number of decades to build the necessary pipeline infrastructure that we need. You know, we can go back and forth. We can say uh, conservatives made this mistake or they can say liberals made this mistake. I think we need to stop finger-pointing. I think we need to move on and start working on what is best for the interest of Albertans, and start moving on building pipelines that that are so necessary, and that's what I am focused on.
0: Okay, well, that is, I think, an important point. The other thing I think Albertans have been enraged by recently is nothing to do with you. It is uh, comments, for example, coming from the uh, the Premier of Quebec, Francois Legault, uh, and others, but he, in particular, said recently that there was no social acceptability for pipelines uh, through Quebec. Uh, when you heard that, what was what were your thoughts? You know, I think uh, uh, there are a lot of
1: Canadians who don't understand that uh, the the efforts that have been made by uh, uh, companies in Alberta uh, to invest into new technologies, to invest into innovation, and how uh, uh, our government and Alberta government has actually supported. Uh, to reduce the impact of greenhouse gas emissions or production of greenhouse gas emissions uh, uh, from the oil sands developments. I was at the Fort Hill plant in Fort McMurray and that Fort Hill plant is, uh, their uh, greenhouse gas emission intensity is uh, uh, at, on average, with no, North American greenhouse gas intensity per barrel, so a lot of work has been done, and it's it's unfortunate that uh, that uh, that opposition exists to uh, uh, to pipeline projects. And it's my role to make sure that we are educating uh, uh, Canadians that we are actually pulling them together by uh, talking about the uh, the innovation that is happening in in Alberta. At the same time, uh, making sure. are taking action on climate change, Uh, uh, I firmly believe that uh, uh, Alberta should be a source of uh, 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 energy, not only for Canada, but for the world. Uh, When you look at the um, energy that Alberta supplies, the uh, uh, almost, uh, uh, I would say, I think close to 50% of the oil consumed in Quebec Comes from west, western provinces, right, and uh, and the rest of majority of comes from uh, e, uh, United States uh, uh, along with the western provinces, right. I think uh, it, it will serve us all well when we have a uh, you know better understanding of each other concerns and each other aspirations.
0: I want to ask you something, Um, I was watching an interview with the Prime Minister recently on CTV. He was asked about the Energy East project and the potential to revive that project, and his answer was pretty simple. He said, um, first off, there's no project on the table right now, but he also said there's no political support for a pipeline through Quebec right now, and he left it at that. And My thought was, well, there's no political support for a pipeline through the lower mainland right now either, but the government is still putting a pipeline through there. So isn't that a little hypocritical from the Prime Minister to just say, we're going to give Quebec a veto, we're going, because there's no political support there, we're just not even going to try Energy East or any pipeline through Quebec?
1: No, I think what, what we need to do uh, and uh, make sure... That the regulatory process that we are putting in place allows to build consensus among Canadians. What the Prime Minister was saying in the response to that question is that there is no project. Obviously, there is none. No project, and Energy East uh, uh, or the company didn't move forward on their project because uh, there was no economic case uh, uh, for the project to move forward, and Trans Canada is not interested in the reviving Energy East project at this time, right? And, but under the current system, yes, there is opposition to pipelines in Quebec, there's opposition for pipe, to pipelines in British Columbia. What our role is and what Prime Minister has instructed me and Minister McKenna to do and our government to do is that we need to build pipeline capacity, but in order to do that, we need to fix the system that is broken and that allows us to build consensus as much as possible.
0: Last thing I'll ask you, uh, back to the uh, the Kinder Morgan Trans Mountain expansion, Uh, consultations are, are the main thing that still has to be done. Where are we at with those consultations? Is there any daylight at the end of the tunnel that you could say? By this time next year, we're going to be in a much better spot. We might even have construction uh, on, ongoing at this point. What what can you say about the state of those consultations right so now? So the
1: consultations are underway now, and our teams are at the ground, and uh, they're in the communities consulting. Uh, just Yokobuchi held his roundtables uh, uh, in Elber- in Edmonton, uh, Kamloops, Victoria, and Vancouver. I have engaged with 40 uh, Indigenous First uh, First Nations communities uh, to drive hear from uh, uh, their concerns, uh, and we are moving forward in the right way, both uh, the review at the, NEB, uh, at, at the NEB, which will be concluded by the end of February, and uh, we are not starting from scratch on the consultations. Uh, we have a lot of information from the previous consultation. We are building up on, on that foundation, and I'm very confident that if we do it right, which we should do it right, otherwise uh, the project will fail again. Uh, that we need to make sure that we are consulting in a meaningful meaningful way, two-way dialogue, uh, sincerely listening to uh, concerns from the indigenous communities and finding those, uh, those concerns. It does not serve Albertans well, Keith, when we try to make shortcuts, right? I am an Albertan. I have lived in this province 34 years. I live here, I breathe here. I don't spend my time in Ottawa. Ottawa is not my home, Alberta is my home. I understand the pain people are going through. I understand when a worker is worried about their job or they're worried about uh, you know the future of their families because they've been working in their energy sector for such a long time, right? Or they see uh, the anxiety that they go through. That is real it is it it's so it's it that emotion is so powerful and i i, I hear and feel it and uh, and see it every day in my interactions with uh, with my neighbors and my uh, uh, my family members and others who are directly engaged in the energy sector So that anxiety is real and we need to find solutions and the solutions are to support the way we are supporting uh, through today's announcement, but also finding long term solutions so we can we are not landlocked and uh, uh, that we're getting our resources to global markets to get a proper price for them that we have not been getting for two decades.
0: All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thank, thank you uh, for coming in and taking some tough questions. Uh, I hope you get a little time off during the holidays. Well, thank you so much for having, uh, having me. I look forward to uh, catching up again. That was Amarjeet Sohi, the Natural Resources Minister. Thanks for joining us on the Press Gallery interview. This will be our last episode until 2019. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Take care.